Hey everyone, you're tuned into InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. Join us as we talk about anything and everything. All the stuff that makes life interesting. So let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to the InfoQuench podcast with Jeff and Amy. And today's podcast, we're going to be talking about wine. I everybody know. likes to drink it as long as you're of age. I'm perhaps. so excited about wine. You have been really enjoying your wine. I have, and I I'm really say. excited about this episode. And I was I was doing research, and I just got down a rabbit hole of wine information. And I think this is definitely going to be at least a two parter. It's great because I know that one of your on your bucket list is to go to a vineyard at some point. It and is pre COVID, and yeah. you know, hitting us. It was definitely on my bucket list for this summer to hit a, a local vineyard and yeah, and do the whole wine tasting ritual and. I just love wine, but you know what? I really don't know much about it at all. I really no, don't. No, I don't either. I know that there are a lot of local establishments like um, Happiness uh, Wine Bar that have, uh, you know, informational sessions on different kinds of wine and how to properly drink it and stuff. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to maybe doing a course and, and learning more because when I started to read about it, I found it really fascinating. And I mean, one thing I do know about wine is that I love it. You do love it. You have wine right now. What kind of wine are you drinking this evening? Or do you red wine? Red wine of the color red. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Probably should have looked at the bottle as I was pouring it. That's not. It's not our Ruderberg, is it? No, okay. no, it's not our Ruderberg. I bought two bottles of that. Yes, Jeff yeah. and I have a special wine, Ruderberg wine, that we drank when we first yeah. started dating, and it became like our our anniversary wine because right. when we were married, we did up a little box and we put a bottle of the Ruderberg wine in it, and we each wrote a letter to the other and uh hoping and, what would be you know where we would be in five five years right and we saw so on our five-year wedding anniversary we opened the letters and drank the wine and mm-hmm. saw how close we were to our predictions and we were pretty close i think we were we were relatively close yeah we were vague in our letters so that we covered yeah. our butts but uh <laughs> yeah. anyways it was kind of a neat little ritual to do one thing i know about wine is that in my 20s i was all about the white and then as i yeah. got older I moved into reds, and I think that's, it seems to be common, I think it's common, that people will switch from one to the other, and usually, I think most people like one or the other more. Like yeah, they, I typically do not like, and I never have really liked white wine, really. Why is I like, that? I, I don't know, I just like, uh, I like the full-bodied taste of the red wine. That's the same reason I like a red, too. Yeah. So, it's interesting in reading about this, and when we kind of go through some of this information, the more I learned about white and the and, mm. the, and the different varieties and, and all that. So, let's jump straight into it. All right, let's do it. And it got me thinking about this. I had it on my radar to do a podcast on wine for a while, but I was watching an episode of uh, Amy Schumer's uh, Amy Schumer Learns to Cook. Oh, yes. Her, uh, that she her and her husband, husband uh, her chef husband, did during the quarantine. Admittedly, quite an entertaining show. It was. It was it was really well done and she is naturally funny i find you know she really is she may get a bad rap because i don't know we watched that video on youtube where she well, was stealing she, all the yeah, jokes she had stole some jokes and things like that like, and almost word for word but anyways like I, I, she is funny she is funny on the show and so she had a little segment in the show where she i guess she used to years ago before she was you know a famous comedian actress she bartended and so mm-hmm. she would do a segment on the show where she'd make cocktails but one of the things she did was she showed a trick around opening a bottle of wine and it's that uh, you know the little foil sleeve that is on top of the yeah. uh, of a bottle of wine that's corked and usually you have to get a cutter yeah and she showed that you can really just, just kind of yank it right off the top yeah. just give it a little wiggle now i've tried it with some wines and, and some wines are work. some wines are glued 
to it, but other wines it's worked for. So it's and worth a try. If you don't have a cutter, you can just slide it off. <laughs> don't try it with olive oil either. You need to get out like a crowbar and, and <laughs> yeah, you know, we recently a hammer. had a, an olive, yeah. uh, a very stubborn bottle of olive oil that uh, we couldn't quite. Anyways, mm-hmm. I digress. Um, and I had mentioned back, I think, uh, back in episode, way back in episode 53, we did a, uh, one called The Origin of Common Cocktail Names, and I talked about having to do a, uh, an episode on wine. So it only took me, like, oh, close to 20 episodes to get to it, but here we yeah. are. But we have, a, a, you know, just as a, as a little side note, we, 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 we surpassed our 2,600 uh, downloads, is that right? Was it 2,600? 2,700. 2,700. Which I know is, is low in the, in the, wor- in the world of podcasts. But, but we for don't us, care. <laughs> I mean, we just do it's it. It's pretty cool. We just do it for ourselves and for the, the handful of people that listen, you know. Yeah. Well, even, maybe there's more than a handful. Okay, let's just be honest. There's at least two handfuls <laughs> of people that listen. I, yeah, but I, you know, it's just even if you have the few people that listen and, and that you get to actually, you know, talk yeah. to and you run into them and they say, oh, they listened to a recent We're proud episode of that, and they though. enjoyed it. We really are. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And, and thanks we, for listening, everybody. We okay, back it. to the wine. Let's we love doing it. Just, like, you know, download numbers aside, we mm-hmm. do check them every once in a while, but um, we just love, we love just recording and, yeah. and uh, just going through it and spending the time chatting. That's right. So, according to winefolly.com, what is wine? What defines wine? So, it's an alcoholic beverage that's made with a fermented grapes. juice of grapes. Yeah. But technically, any fruit is capable of being used for wine. Yeah. So, like apples or cranberries, Oranges. plums. Mm-hmm. But if it says just wine on the label, then it's made with grapes. Um, okay. But they're not the same type of grapes you'd find in the grocery store. Now, no. I didn't know this, uh, but there are, those are like t- called table grapes, but wine grapes are a little bit different. They're tart, aren't they? They're, They're smaller, sweeter, and have oh, sweeter. thick skins, okay. and they contain seeds. Now, I know table grapes can contain seeds as well, but um, yeah, smaller and sweeter. So I thought that was interesting. I that didn't realize really that. So don't be going to your grocery store and hitting the produce aisle and thinking you can just stomp on those suckers and make some wine. It's not going to happen. See, this is, I did not know this, so <laughs> well, it may happen. that's really interesting. <laughs> there are over 1,300 uh, wine grape varieties that are used in commercial production, but only about 100 of these make up 70% of the world's vineyards. So oh, wow. there's, a, there's you know, a, a small section of those varieties that are I would are imagine that certain varieties of, of grapes only grow in certain climates and places in the world, you know? Yeah, definitely. That has an, uh, you know, the climates definitely mm. have an effect on it. So today, the most planted wine grape in the world is the Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon. And uh, so, so that's the, the name of the grape. It is Carbon, Cab, Cabernet Sauvignon. Right. Which is French for what? Cabernet. Well, no, no, what, what, it's no. not French for anything. It's <laughs> I just, thought it was. It's just the. No, I don't think. Oh, so. right, okay. I, it's just the name of the grape. Oh, interesting. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> it I may honestly be. thought I there might like, have been an English translation for that. No, it's all. probably just like the. Well, see, we're already this far. We're this far. No, well, we're not that far in. We're seven minutes in, and I, I don't know if I've it's, stumped you. You've stumped me. Oh. I don't know if that's just the Latin name of the grape, like okay. you would, you know, a Latin name of anything. I thought it was a French words. No, Cabernet Sauvignon. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, you know what? We're going to do a two-parter, so yeah, I'll look that we'll up and I'll have the answer in the two-parter. 
Um, it's interesting though that you say that. I don't think I, I think I was into my 30s, and this is a little embarrassing, but I think I was into my 30s before I realized that the names of wines were uh, many were named after the grapes that they're made from, that mm. Merlot was a kind of grape. Mm-hmm. I always thought Merlot was a place, so there you go. So I'll get a little bit more into the naming further on, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'll have a lot of it, you know, I'll admit uh, many of my... <laughs> much of my ignorance around wines but that's why this is fun right it's all about learning um so the difference between two very popular drinks wine and beer is that beer involves fermented grains whereas wine is from fruit right yeah so that's the main difference between the two barley and now there's or not barley but there's a bit of you know they do mention there's some exceptions that are pushing the boundaries of beer um, mm-hmm. you know, with, with looking at different, aside from just grains, I know beer is going all over the place now with Absolutely. what they're doing. So, but, but we're focusing on wine. So a single varietal wine is one that's made with primarily one type of grape. Mm-hmm. So it's common to see them. Those wines are what are named by the grape variety. So like the Merlots or the Riesling. So Riesling is made with Riesling grapes. Okay. And each country actually has different rules about how much of the variety has to be included in order for it to be labeled as a varietal wine. So there's a certain percentage of, so for instance, if you're going to call it a Riesling, you have to have a percentage of the, certain percentage of the grapes in the wine have to be Riesling. And that's actually regulated and it varies by country on what, on what How is that regulated? Like how, how how can they prove what grapes are in which well, they Why? do random inspections. Oh, well, that's <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure they Show do, up though. Show with firearms I mean, and make sure. Wine you know. is very, like, it's a very mm. prestigious, regulated industry. Same, so. with, uh, same with maple syrup industry in Canada. It's very regulated. Yeah, they don't want you to, like, you're not having poplar syrup. No, absolutely not. <laughs> or pine syrup. <laughs> no. Maybe there is such things. I, I don't know. know. Only, certain, uh, only certain trees uh, produce sap, I do believe. You're just throwing out things. Do you even know yeah. that to be true? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Jeff's going to, he just volunteered himself for an Pe- episode people on maple are probably syrup just in listening the future. And, yeah. People are just <laughs> listening, shaking their heads, going, what are these fools talking about? But that's okay. So that's you have okay. the single varietal wines that are named after the grape, but then you have a wine blend. And so a wine blend is one that's obviously, it's made, blended with several grape varieties. And... Most wine blends are mixed after the fermentation is complete. So the grapes are fermented separately and then they're blended. But when they're blended and fermented together, it's called a field blend. And a famous example of that would be a port wine. Mm. So a port wine is a field blend where they're blended and fermented are together. Are they usually higher in alcohol content as well, a port, a port wine? It is, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm actually going to talk a little bit about that later on. Okay. So there are actually, there are nine styles of wine. And so when I think of wine, I kind of have in my head comes to mind red and white, obviously. Yeah. Um, rosé. There's rosé. Which in my mind, I pictured red and white mixed together. <laughs> but, that's right. not, but that's not the case, as we'll learn. Okay. And then, of course, sparkling wine. Sparkling wine. But there's wine. actually nine styles. So... Uh, I'm just going to go through those. The first one I'll talk about is sparkling wine. Yeah. And it's it's considered the most technically challenged and time intensive of the wines in the world. Hmm. So it first came about in France and it's synonymous with the region Champagne. So it was oftentimes when we say Champagne, we think 
Okay, so that is why I thought wines were named after the places where they were originated or whatever. And so that is true of sparkling wines. They're often... Is there a place called Sparkling? No. <laughs> no, I know, Champagne. Okay, so most, most sparkling, sparkling wines are, are named, named from where place. they come okay, from. Gotcha. So EU, the EU countries, the countries of the European Union, legally reserve the term Champagne for products that are exclusively produced in that region. So mm-hmm. you can't claim to, you can't make a wine in Canada and make it sparkling and then call add it the Champagne. Words. Yeah, add the word Champagne. Um, they've legally reserved it, so... I found that fascinating. Hmm, that is pretty neat, yeah. And a sparkling wine is usually either white or rosé, but there are some red sparkling wines, and they're a little bit more rare. Mm-hmm. And I've had one before in a restaurant. It was nice. The sweetness of a sparkling wine can range from very dry, brute styles to sweeter, du varieties. So this is something I didn't realize, and I often, when I'm buying sparkling wine, I'll see brute B-R-U-T, Brou. Yeah. And I didn't realize that that was French for hard, and that it actually, and I knew a brute was dry, a drier, but, oh. um, and then the du is D-O-U-X, and that is French for soft, and it's a sweeter sparkling oh. wine. So if you like a dry sparkling, you should be looking for the brute. That's, I prefer the, that over, over sweetening I, I Me too. And the sparkling quality of the wines comes from the carbon dioxide content. So it can be the result of natural fermentation. So either in a bottle, um, which is the traditional method, um, and uh, it's in a large tank. um, Okay. Or or in a large tank designed to withstand the pressures involved. Mm -hmm. Or it can be the result of carbon dioxide injection. Which is in, oh. they consider they that just do cheaper. Do it per bottle? Yeah, um, I don't know if it's done per bottle, but it's okay. not done as part of the fermentation process, I guess. And it's and so those types of wine are usually considered the cheaper. Yeah, like they're doing. They found a little. They hack, found a little loophole. Little hack around. We're just going to inject yeah. that carbon dioxide in afterward. <laughs> it's like making pop, right? Yeah, Soda it pop. is. Um, Sparkling wines are produced around the world, and they're often referred to by the local name or the region. So, mm-hmm. Cava is from Catalonia, which is um, yeah, and Prosecco is from Italy. So, just a couple of examples. Okay, wow. And, We've and, had both of those. And if you've ever had, I remember drinking Spumante in my younger years, probably Spumante. younger than legal years. Yes, uh, and we used to call it Spumante because Spumante we drank cheap you drank varieties of it. Um, and a spumante is actually the uh, generic Italian term for sparkling wine. Okay. A spumante. Interesting. All right. So that's the first style of wine. So for sparkling, sparkling. it's just kind of sparkling. That's what you got. You got. And you got the brute or the dew, depending whether you want. Uh, brute is for the, uh, sorry, the drier version and the dew for the sweet. Right. Pour the sweet. Pour the sweet. For the sweet. Sweet. <laughs> All right. That's time for <laughs> time a drink for a of little, my mystery red. A little swash of wine. <laughs> the second style of wine is we get into the whites. So we actually have three different styles of whites. So of the nine styles, three of them fall under the white category. Okay. The first is a light-bodied white wine. So I found this fascinating because both you and I said that we prefer red because we think of it as being full body. Yeah. But there's actually the range within the white Oh, uh, white wines as well. Oh, that makes sense. So a light body is a light, easy drinking, dry white wine. Um, and they're some of the most sold wines in the world. 
So they're considered almost like the beer of wine. And they're perfect to drink with most foods. So some of the wines that would fit into that category would be your uh, Pinot Gris or your um, Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, okay. And cool climates uh, produce some of the best examples of this light, zesty style of wine. So you had mentioned, you know, talking about the different climates and how that can have an effect. So now the second type of white wine is a full-bodied white wine. So it's perfect for people who are red wine lovers because they love um, the rich, smooth taste and the subtle creaminess of this wine. And what makes them different than the light white wines, light white, light white wines, easy for me to say, usually <laughs> involves special winemaking techniques that include the use of oak aging. So just like aged whiskeys, wine yeah, like becomes smoother right. with barrel aging. Okay. So a classic choice of this full-bodied wine would be a Chardonnay. Ah. Um, and uh, and particularly a Chardonnay from a warmer climate like Where California, I, Spain, or Italy. I've had Chardonnay before. Have I had that? Do you know? I definitely have. Oh, you have. Okay. But now I know if I'm being uh, served white, yeah, you know. I likely will ask for a Chardonnay yeah. because I'll know that that'll be closer to my tastes in, okay. in red wine. Excellent. Wow, you really learned a lot. I I know. Go figure. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, the third. Now I'm learning it. The third style of the white is an aromatic white wine, which is very sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, Aromatic grapes are some of the oldest wine varieties in the world. In fact, Cleopatra is noted for her love of rich aromatic white wine. (laughs) And these wines have explosive, almost perfumed aromas that spring out of the glass into your nose. And they can actually be either dry or sweet but most will taste a touch sweet due to all those perfumey aromas oh wow so examples of those would be the moscato dasti and uh the riesling 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 is a uh, one that's, that's that. commonly commonly served around here right all right so that covers our whites now with rosé there's just the one so we're going to find out what rosé really is it's not just mixing half white and half red into a glass no, absolutely not. What I pictured. That would be like swamp water. <laughs> Do you remember gin. swamp water? Did you drink that when we used, like as kids, you'd mix a bunch of different pop together? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I mean, I didn't do it regularly, but like, you know, I wasn't a regular customer, but I, I probably have done that. Oh, it was great. Probably with juices. So. I think that's something that's lost in this generation, the, ben- the joys of swamp water. Swamp water. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know why we did it, whether we just had the bottoms of pops and that's what we decided to try, or if we, I don't know. Yeah. We were just <laughs> clever and looking Curious for an experiment. Kids. Back to the rosé. So a true, it's considered a true winemaker's wine because it's made by dyeing a wine for only a short period of time with the skins of red wine grapes. Okay, well, well, say that so again. So it's like a white wine. Yeah. But they dye it for a short period of time with the skins of red wine grapes. That's what makes it pink. Because rosé, of course, okay. is French for pink. So rosé... So it's colored white white wine then, really. Yes. Just like tinted. Yes. With just like the... The skins of red wine grapes. The hues of the... Yeah, interesting. Rosé wine was first popularized in the late 1700s when French wines were imported in England. Um, and they were called... Claret, and uh, to describe their pale red color. Uh-huh. And today you can find rosé wines of all styles, sweet and dry, uh, made from uh, many different grapes, from Cabernet Sauvignon to Zivendel, um, commonly known as white Zivendel. Zivendel, oh, yeah, I've heard that as well, but I didn't know that was a, a, a white wine that was a rosé, a type of rosé. Well, yeah, and I guess it's not, not really a 
but that they make it with with the with so the rosé is its class of is a style of wine all on its own. So. Okay, yeah, and interesting. I mean, there's so much more to each of these, but we're just sort of. I always thought that Zinfandel was just cheap wine. To be honest, I always, but probably not. No, I mean it's just a type of grape, just so type it's of all grape. in how it's made and how you know how yeah. how the vineyard. Interesting. So. Yeah, and going through this, there was so much content I could have covered, but I just tried to get a little bit of the, you know, an overview, knowing that, like, me, myself, I can only take in so much information, and there was so much to learn, but this is some stuff that I found fascinating, this is so hopefully Cribs you, the listener, really will Cliff's find notes. Cliff's notes, Cribs notes, Cole's notes, all yeah, the notes. all the notes. Hollow notes. <laughs> <laughs> you making my dreams come true, baby. Oh, yeah, that's what I do. So... All right, I mentioned nine styles of wine. So the first was sparkling. The next three were white. Mm -hmm. Then we had rosé. And then the last three are all the red. So let's get into the red. All right, there's small back. So there's the light-bodied red wine. Light-bodied. So they're typically pale in color. means you can actually see through them in the glass if you hold them up. Yeah. Um, They have very light tannins and are some of the most coveted wines in the world. So a classic red white that most people know is a Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. Now, it's funny, because I didn't realize that a Pinot Noir was a light-bodied. Wow, well, now you do. And I love a Pinot Noir. When it's on the menu at a restaurant, you Pinot really Noir is where to go for. Yeah. Um, but isn't it's not sweet? Or then? Malbec. Pinot Noir is not sweet? Not sweet wine? Well, I think there's the ranges within this, but okay. it, it's a light-bodied Right, wine. okay. So then we get to the medium-bodied red wine. And these are sometimes called food wines. They offer up a lot of flavor with a balance of the zesty acidity, which makes them match with a wide variety of foods, from zesty salads to rich and cheesy lasagna. Oh, right. And they're the perfect midweek wine for red wine lovers. I love that. I love that they're like promoting midweek. Yes, I know. The midweek wine. (laughs) The anytime wine. The morning wine. That's good good marketing. (laughs) You just finished that bottle of wine wine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so why not grab this next wine wine? Yeah. Um, so there are many varieties that span the mid-weight rain red wine category. So some of those include Merlot and Zinfandel. So mm-hmm. not the white Zinfandel, but uh, this one's for the red wine. So it's you know what's fascinating is I also thought of Merlot as being a full-bodied red wine. I've yeah. always thought of Merlot as being like... What is it then if it's not full-bodied? It's, it's medium-bodied. Medium-bodied. Yeah, it falls into the medium body. Meaning what? Meaning what though? What does a medium bodied wine entail? Like what is what makes it medium? Well, could you could you tell that by just tasting it? I mean, a, a wine. I'm sure a you, could. There go the motorcycles. Yeah, there go some motorcycles. <laughs> anyway. Um, yes. Uh, so, well, that's that's part of it, right? Like, what makes it full bodied? What makes it not? So. It's like the pale one, the pale bodied ones are the ones that you can actually see through them in the glass. I guess the medium, yeah. mid range, and then the full body would okay. be very, okay. I guess they're the deepest. Well, well, we'll just get into them. Full bodied are the deepest, darkest, and most tannic of all the red wines. So, tannin might sound weird um, and bitter, but it's the tannin in the wine that actually binds to proteins in our saliva and has a palate-cleansing effect. This is why a bold red wine pairs so wonderfully with a juicy steak, such as a ribeye. And full-bodied red wines are also quite pleasing. They stand on their own as a cocktail wine. 
Um, So some of these would be a Shiraz, a Cabernet Sauvignon, or a Malbec. A Malbec. Malbec So Malbec is another one of my favorites. It's been my favorite as well. And I had no idea that a Malbec was a full-bodied and wine and that the Pinot Noir was light-bodied. Mm. I would have put them in the same range. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have Because my palate is that unsophisticated. Yeah, well, I, you know, learning all this uh, information about wine that I didn't really know. I knew like all most of these types of wine existed, but I didn't know that there was so much more to explore within each kind. So I'm going to try to do that, I'll, even with white wine. Why not? Why not try some different white wines to see... If we like it, I, I I typically don't like white wine, but I bet you there's one out there that I would like. Yeah, and I mean sometimes like on a if you're on a, out on a patio and it's a cool summer day or hot summer day and you want a cool drink, you know, mm-hmm. a Chardonnay is yeah it might be something we want to try. Well, I like the idea of pairing it with a really nice steak, like uh, the the perfect wine with yes. the perfect steak. Yes. Because I've recently just learned to cook the perfect steak, so you have. I'm ready. So now we're ready for the wine. (laughs) Take it to the next level. So we'll round out the nine styles of wine with dessert wine. So we covered sparkling, rosé, red, and those ranges. And then we're finally with dessert wine. So in the mid to late late 1800s, sweet wines were more more popular than dry. So in fact, um, several of the most exalted wines in the world were practically as thick as maple syrup. Okay. Have you ever had a dessert wine? I don't I don't think I do. I, I had have. one uh, from the Yost Vineyard and it, the one I had was actually quite thick and and sweet. And I can understand why it would be considered dessert wine. You're just supposed to, are you supposed to drink wine with your dessert? Is that what is that what this wine dessert well is i guess about? they pair well as okay. that or maybe if you they just pair want, well or just have it as as the dessert as itself. a dessert that's what i was wondering like <laughs> so they but dessert wines from today now range from dry to sweet okay. and are some of the boldest most intensely flavored and aromatic wines in the world what's the alcohol content like though <laughs> that's my question <laughs> uh well there are different types of dessert wines. One is a port, and I know a port has a okay. higher alcohol content um, than the usual wine content, alcohol content of wine. So let's talk quickly about the word vintage. Do you know what vintage means when it comes to wine? Uh, does it have to do with the vineyard itself? or It actually has to do with the season. Oh. So wine grapes take an entire season to ripen. Thus, uh, a wine is produced just once a year. Okay. And so that's what the origin um, of the word vin- vintage stands for. Vin, or the V-I-N-T, stands for winemaking. Um, and the age is oh. the, for the year it was made. So oh. when we talk about a vintage, we're talking about the year that the wine was made. Okay. So when you see a vintage year listed on the label, that's the year the grapes were picked and then made into wine. And... Just for reference, the harvest season in the northern hemisphere is from August to September, and in the southern atmosphere, it's uh, sorry, southern huh. hemisphere, it's from uh, February to April. So that would be like Argentina, Australia, those types of wines. So what is it about wine though that makes it uh, more delicious the older it is? It ferments that, longer. It's actually not true of all wines. Okay, there you go. Um, so occasionally you'll find a wine without a vintage listed on the label. Typically, this is a blend of several vintages together. So wines picked from different years. And in the case of champagne, it will be labeled with NV, which right. stands for non-vintage. Like water wine. Non-vintage. <laughs> <laughs> which just means that it's made up of not right. just grapes from all that one particular year. It's whatever they 
they got. Uh, let's talk about the taste. So there's a lot of fast. Oh my goodness, we're almost mm-hmm. near the end of this. This is definitely going to be a three-parter. Okay. There's well, so much to talk about with wine, but we'll get into the I taste imagine. here. I think I can cover the well. Taste of wine covers um, a lot of facets. So there's acidity, sweetness, alcohol, tannin, and then the aroma compounds uh, that are produced in fermentation. So acidity, it it has a pH scale that ranges as low as 2.5, which is like a lemon, up to as high as 4.5, which would be like Greek yogurt. It makes wine taste tart. Wow. The sweetness um, is dependent on what style of the wine you drink. So sweetness in wines ranges from having no sugar to sweet like maple syrup. A term dry refers to a bottle of wine without sweetness. Mm-hmm. Um, alcohol. The alcohol, uh, the taste of the alcohol in wine is spicy, palate coating. It warms the back of your throat. And the average range is between 10 to 15%, but there's some exceptions. So for instance, port is often fortified with a neutral brandy, upping it to 20%. Oh, And then we talk about tannin, which is found in red wines, and it contributes to the astringent quality of red wine. Um, It's like putting a wet black tea bag on your on your tongue, for a great example. That's how that's how tannin actually tastes like in its purest form. Wow! And then finally, um, the aroma the aroma content compounds. So within the minutia of wine. You'll find complexities of the wine's flavors and aroma, and each grape variety exhibits aroma compounds at different levels. Um, This is why some wines smell like berries, others smell like flowers, and other contributing factors include the aging of the wine. Um, Nearly all red wines are aged in oak, which contributes to the oak barrel flavor compounds, like vanillin, and acts as a conduit to expose the wine to oxygen. Oxidation and aging produce a wide range of unique flavors to wine, including nuttiness and dried fruit and flower flavors. Wow. Yeah. Thus thus ends part one of our wine discussion on Infoquench. If you have a favorite wine or if you have any questions about wine or if you have any comments on wine, get a hold of us anywhere. Really, anywhere. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, probably Instagram is where we're the most uh, active, but uh, definitely Twitter, Facebook. Check us out. Local 107.3 FM as well. If you're listening to us on the radio, check us out. Every Wednesday, 1 to 1.30, and you can listen online as well if you're not in St. John. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can catch up on past episodes at infoquench.com. Or just about anywhere else you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And help spread the word about InfoQuench. Till next time. time.